tell me everything, every thought, every feeling. My creations do not walk amongst the living, killing mortals for pleasure. Oh, you don't think dreams can die? Let's find out. Oh, we'll find out right now! Uh, hey, Bryce, before I say welcome to Cord Killers, the show that's all about watching what you love when you want on whatever device you please, huh. tell us a little bit about that trailer. That was a trailer for the Netflix adaptation of The Sandman, which uh, just came out last week, I believe. I, w- I watched the first episode of it last week. I really liked it. It I is that crushing. Number one, like worldwide on Netflix. Um, it's good. I, I, it seems good. I, you like the Sandman, right? You're skeptical of watching I, the show? Yeah, well, no, no, no. I, 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 I am skeptical of adaptations of other things. Uh, just full stop in general. I, uh, that first episode did not have any moments where I was like, oh, I'm missing a reference. I, I thought it. I, th- I think it's pretty pretty well done. Well, uh, 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 meanwhile, look. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Cord Killers, the show about watching the stuff you yeah. love when you want, where you want, wherever you want, whatever dang device you please. That's right. My name is Brian Brushwood, and normally my co-host is Tom Merritt. Weirdest thing happened, Brian. What happened? Swear to goodness. Where's Tom? All of a sudden, David Tennant shows up. Wow. He says. Like here, he shows that, up. The here. David, the English David Tennant. Uh, 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 Brit, Br- British. British. Sh- uh, yeah. Not the Canadian one. It was definitely a. Maybe it was a Christopher Eccleston. I can't tell for oh. sure. But there was Wait, definitely. Wait, was it a Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, see, okay. Oh. Uh, bring in our guest. Uh, uh, well, Andrew Main. Uh, uh, Andrew thank Main. you for joining us. <laughs> the you, weirdest you thing happened. Can't tell the face. It sounds like a Doctor Who. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A TARDIS showed up and said, I need to borrow Tom Merritt for one week. Wow. Don't worry. He's already got everything laid out for you guys. You're going to do fine without Tom Merritt, even though he's the bedrock upon which this whole show has credibility. And then they vanished. So uh, uh, whatever they're up to. Best of luck. Now, I mean, now that I think about it, hmm. that's kind of weird that they wouldn't just come back to the exact moment they left because yeah. they could go anywhere. <laughs> but because, unless me- it's happening right now. <gasps> what? Oh, no. In the meantime, Bryce, I'm going to need you to play Tom Merritt. So okay. I'm going to need you to introduce the primary target. Well, here's how our time primary target goes. Warner Brothers has decided not to release either Batgirl or Scoob 2 Holiday Haunt. Both movies were headed to HBO Max. Both were part of a plan by Jason Keelar to beef up the quality and quantity of HBO Max original content. Keelar left HBO Max after the Discovery merger with Warner was completed. Uh, Batgirl starred Michael, had Michael Keaton as Batman, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, Brendan Fraser as Firefly the villain, and Leslie Grace as the titular Batgirl. Scoop 2 has the voices of Mark Hamill, Ming-Na Wen, Patrick Warburton, and J.B. Smoove. Uh, it was 
was not felt worthy that either of these movies would get a theatrical release and was too expensive to justify being released straight to HBO Max. It would have cost about 30 to $50 million more to properly market it, market these films as theatrical releases. Now, Variety says that the most likely reason that these movies were shelved was taxes. Warner can now write down the entire cost of the films as a loss as long as they don't make any money off of it to get a tax benefit of that cost. To do that, it would have to be done by mid-August, so in a couple of weeks here. This is described as a, quote, purchase accounting maneuver, and to explain more would likely require one of the three of us to go get a degree in accounting. But tax reasons might explain why six HBO Max-only films were also taken off the service last Tuesday. Not a good look to um, be canceling completed films, guys. Well, I... So, uh, uh, Andrew, you probably know more about the business side of this than I do, um, but uh, let's say it's pretty good. It's medium good. I mean, it's Michael Keaton in it and so on. Uh, um, that is a big deal to say we're not going to release it on our own streaming platform. We're not going to license it to another company for distribution. We're not going to make any money on it whatsoever because we can make more money Writing by it showing it as a disaster <laughs> and a loss on our tax form. Uh, 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 you know Hollywood better than I do. Does this happen often and does it happen to good things? I'm not aware of it happening to really good things. And I also think we're in a climate where people are very hungry for something to see theatrically. If you really look at some of the numbers, because we went through this down period of there not being a lot of content. And Maverick, which is a great movie, Maverick is now 10th highest grossing film of all time, which I agree. I, I think that speaks more to the the globe's hunger for content than it does to the quality of Top Gun <laughs> Maverick. But, but if these movies were, were designed to be straight to HBO Max, I, I don't understand how they can come turn around and say, oh, we spent the wrong amount of money on this movie. We spent too much to put it on streaming and we will not spend enough to put it in theaters. To market, market it, yeah. Is it that bad? So Is it was Batgirl originally original Max? I remember they had this run mm. of, well, we're just going to take our slate of theatrical and put them on H, of which some people protested and were angry about that. And and I, my question was, this originally a theatrical film that got put on that slate? And then it mm. got put into the, the, like, $90 million is a lot of money, but I think it's not a lot of money. Like, you have to think, like, yeah, this will not make back the money plus $90 million. you got to think that this there's this is not going to make that back. I so, want to think it's this wonderful gem of a movie hidden somewhere, but... But then... I, but, yeah, right. Let, let's generously think of it as it was probably pretty good. Not... Top Gun Maverick good, <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 but HBO Max pretty good. Uh, uh, and they spent it, too much money on it. Well, didn't they? Either it, that or they decided to assign expenses in general, uh, 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 lowercase uh, first letter. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hollywood money. Exactly. Hollywood uh, math, sure. Just assign a lot of expenses to this product and say, that's the one. Oh, we really wanted to do it. Um, this is total gossip and hearsay, but I seem to remember uh, 
Justin Robert Young telling me that in test audiences, people didn't recognize Michael Keaton and that they needed to. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh uh, no, in, in the Flash movie at the uh, in like the end of, right. of it, because they were trying to set up kind of a Michael Keaton is putting together the Avengers thing. Uh, so they had to go back and replace it with uh, 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 Ben Affleck. Okay, so yeah. uh, I, look, monetarily, I understand all of this and I would not fault them for any of this. But in a world, as, as Andrew correctly put, that is so hungry for new content. I, you couldn't find anywhere? How? how and Andrew, please postulate some theory where this makes sense. <laughs> I, I would say that if you look at Netflix's movie, if do you do you get excited when you hear that Netflix spent two hundred movie? No, no. We and that's kind of my point. It's like Netflix, like I don't like Netflix is a feature film. Like, oh, cool. You 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 guys couldn't pass it off to Redbox. Like, you know, Redbox <laughs> passed on it, and so that's where the Netflix brand is sort of gone, in my opinion, for some things. It deals with some great stuff, but for Netflix feature films and stuff like they 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 beat their drums and stuff like movies like bright and like yeah you're gonna get all the bright in the world more bright than you ever wanted and nobody really wanted any bright to work its way out and that's yeah. been a case for a number of things okay so just so hbo hbo's got a great quality thing going mm. it's well, speaking of quality exactly uh, uh there's a there's a lot more to the story so after shelving batgirl and scoob 2 and removing some of the originals from hbo max earlier this week uh, folks have been wondering if the Discovery executives that run Warner Brothers Discovery really value HBO as a brand. Addressing those concerns, former Discovery CEO and now Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav said, we're going to be spending dramatically more on HBO content in the next few years and said that they had locked up the majority of HBO's executive team. Presumably he means by uh, employment <laughs> contracts, but Zaslav didn't provide any numbers to go with those comments. Just saying, quote, quality is what matters. So the one thing that that Zaslav is trying to pull out of this entire wreckage of more consolidation is HBO is going to be the words HBO. I mean, you've talked a lot about the HBO brand, Brian. It seems like he knows that those are important letters. Well, so uh, uh, Andrew, one of the like multi-year sagas on this particular program has been me shouting from uh, from the mountaintops to anyone who would listen that HBO built an amazing brand specifically on not being garbage. That's why they had the slogan, it's not TV, it's HBO. That's why they uh, went to establish themselves with the, the, the Ace Cable Awards and then eventually Emmys and so on and so on. And when they announced that HBO was going to be like, what if you had a Cadillac, but also combined it with Twizzlers and <laughs> all the garbage you have on the ground, mm. uh, wouldn't that be a value? Uh, I, I was a bear, bear, bear on HBO Max. And then HBO Max ends up coming out with some of the best originals, some super impressive numbers, uh, ends up having one of the best interfaces, and I and I have been eating crow, being wrong, 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 and yet now it feels <laughs> like, at least when it comes to the HBO part, I I'm a, I'm feeling increasingly right, but but I need validation. I 
I, I, you know, I was one of the people who was skeptical when they, oh, HBO is going to do streaming. Oh, cool. Cause I can't find my cable remote. And then HBO Max, I'm like, what is this? And then they launched some great content and then, you know, created some great shows of which they've canceled, like Raised by Wolves, but some other good stuff on there. I, I think that I find the quality on there has been phenomenal. Shows like, like Hacks. Peacemaker. Hacks. Yeah. And Hacks, Peacemaker. Like, yeah. Like Peacemaker. Like that's a show that is sometimes I, end of the month, I go like, who am I still subscribed to? Have I watched anything on this channel this month? And I'll cancel it. HBO Max hasn't happened. Other channels have happened. So in in this case, Bryce, walk walk us through because we're starting to get some information on the numbers uh, post merger. Yeah. So they they uh, a lot of this comes out of their quarterly earnings and so uh, uh, some other items. It was announced in their first earnings since the merger of these two companies. Uh, of particular interest was that the number of subscribers to HBO Max uh, has well they Warner combines these numbers so they have one number that is a mixture of hbo max and discovery plus and hbo on its own those three uh combined to make 92.1 million subscribers that is up 1.7 million subscribers on the quarter that all came from international subscribers and domestic subscribers actually fell 300 percent 300,000 to only 53 million subscribers. It's a lot of numbers, but the, the the company forecasted growth saying it expects to have more than 130 million global, global subscribers by 2025. Um, part of the reason that they combine these numbers is because, as you've heard talked about openly on this show and other places, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, will be trying to combine those platforms into one streaming service. And uh, they confirmed that at the earnings call here, saying it will roll out the combined version of the service in U.S. and Latin America next year, 2023, and then Europe and Asia Pacific in 2024. Uh, they pitched it as each platform having a different strength. The CEO and president of Global Streaming and Games, J.B. Peretti, noticed, noted that HBO Max has performance and customer issues, but rich features, while Discovery Plus has limited feature sets, but a more robust tech stack. You haven't heard about have people having problems with the interface for Discovery Plus. HBO Max also has strong scripted content and a male-skewing audience, while Discovery Plus has strong unscripted content and a female-skewing audience. So the idea is combining them will give you all of the content, and all of the audience on a good tech platform. How do we feel uh, that so, that's so, is that and, possible? And, uh, well, first of all, just to clarify, performance issues uh, does not mean on how well the content is performing. It right. means it means quite literally the, the ability to stream and not have the stream break and so on. Right. Um, in theory, getting gasoline, Twizzlers. <laughs> Uh, popcorn, popcorn, uh, uh, a Omaha steak and a mortgage all in one place would be very, very convenient. It would be one productive night at the movies. Wait, why, wait, 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 one, I, it would be one productive night. Yeah, wait, I don't know. Maybe maybe you also buy uh, uh, remote controlled cars uh, and and financial advice. I think the word you're looking for is a bundle mm. well i mean but i mean do you think that sounds like a, you're saying the c word cable oh i mean no this comes <laughs> this is totally it's just a bundle of bundles to get to there this is just a bundle not 
Well, I yeah. mean, look at look at Peacock, right? Peacock has a form of this, right? You can buy uh, a cheap Peacock with some stuff on it, expensive Peacock with all of the stuff on it, or more expensive Peacock with everything and almost no ads. So uh, that is already really complicated. We want to throw in HBO and Discovery Plus as two tent poles when people walk only in. Only thing one. worth watching on Discovery for me was three years ago. Let let me drop the facade. Yeah. There uh, there is a universe where we can pretend that Peacock is selling one product, a bunch of NBC stuff. Right. That's it. And uh, uh, you want it with ads, without ads, with mustard or not, whatever. Doesn't matter. There's no universe where Discovery and HBO, like. I, look, I'm, I'm not going to stunt because I feel like only Tom would would put me in my place right now. But he's too busy fighting for Gallifrey right now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm feeling very, very right right now. <laughs> I'm feeling, well, like, feeling right about what? What? HBO Max, my beef to begin with, was huh? always that you take a premium, top-quality Cadillac uh, brand, you combine it with a bunch of garbage that's laying around, and then you call it mm-hmm. Cadillacs plus Twizzlers or whatever, right? Okay. And now, now they're but, adding. Now they're adding. <laughs> here, there, there's here, there's uh, Discovery has a lot. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Go, lot. No, go ahead. Go well, ahead. here's the thing. I it is. I think so much of that is going to depend on things we don't know yet. Are they gonna? Is the new thing gonna be HBO Max? If they just say Discovery Plus is all in HBO Max, all of that branding we've been doing the past two years, it sticks around. HBO Max is the new thing. We are all under one umbrella. You don't have to do anything. I'm on board because then we're not. Who cares about the branding thing? They're just. This is just a new content ad to HBO Max. I'm worried that they're going to say we need a third name now. Well, we yes. burnt HBO. We burnt Max. We burnt Discovery Plus. So now we're going to be the Warner Depot, which is what you should have called it from the very beginning. Well, not if HBO is that. I, I think if they keep HBO Max as the name. And just say Discovery stuff is in it. Discovery stuff is the Max now. But and now there's HBO Originals and there are Max Originals. And then you have your two flavors. Here's the here's the bummer is uh, Discovery has the numbers and HBO does not. Yes. So okay. uh, I, I mean, but by the numbers, uh, Discovery Plus is 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 the monster of content. Is it? I uh, I mean like. You mean content or subscribers? Uh, num- numbers of subscribers and people watching it, eyeballs, or and and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, HBO also has a Warner has a problem in some of these articles. It was also brought up that that Warner and HBO did not have the same international spread yet that your Comcast Universals do and your Paramounts do. You know, in this in this story. Uh, almost all of its growth in the past quarter was international. Domestic subscribership went down. So, uh, I, 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 I think there is still a lot of growth, but I also think that there will be, there will be value in being a cable like, and having a something for everybody. But, but I do, and and I, I get pushback from this. I read the emails, cordkillers at gmail dot com. Mm. Uh, there are some people who think I'm too obsessed with branding and name recognition and all that stuff. And that's fine. I would love to have more of that discussion, but 
you're right when it comes to like, what do you call this thing? This thing where you can get a mortgage, a Twizzler and a Cadillac and I gas. Mean, <laughs> you're, you're still getting video. Con- like this is not totally apples and oranges like this. You're getting video content. But if I say the word Netflix, you know exactly what you're going to get. If mm-hmm. I say the word Disney Plus, you know exactly what you're going to get. If I say the word Hulu, you know exactly what you're going to get. Okay. What do you call this thing? And what are you going to get? Call it HBO Max, and now you're going to get HBO Max and but, all the other but stuff. But also all of Discovery? Hell yeah, that's a benefit. What? That's a consumer benefit. All you have to say is HBO Max has even more Max now. And this is non. This is a non-story. This is I, only a story still, if they make it a if they make it a branding issue. How many HBO Max subscribers are there? Uh, 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 well, if you bundle them all together, the letters H, B, and O, and you count uh, uh, internationally around the globe, uh, cable and over-the-top streaming, and and and, uh, you get ninety. <laughs> so, so you're barely in the over-the-top streaming game. Yeah, but. Discovery is like 22. So I'm like trying to figure out like. Well, so that's part of it is that they're combining this number. They're not giving us broken out numbers. They're not giving us real numbers. The broken out numbers I've seen is just HBO still is because, yeah, it's HBO, HBO Max still way bigger than Discovery. Well, so no, no, like, no, no, no. I don't. But, but are you counting? Uh, uh, so so that 90 million number is up against uh uh, Discovery is not extended cable. It's not premium cable. It's basic cable. So uh, uh, Discovery's numbers, I have to assume. Are talk about Discovery Plus or Discovery Cable? I'm getting very confused here. Uh, we, uh, we are speculating wildly, unfairly, mm. without qualifications. Okay. Uh, because they are presenting us numbers that are unfairly combined into a, a bundle that include cable and over-the-top networks and HBO Max. So we have to also compare them against combined numbers of Discovery, where you're suddenly looking at hundreds of millions. Well, but Discovery Plus is in that 90, mil- is in that 90 million number. Wait, that included that too? Yes, it does. That's why... That we do know that all of that came from international, but no, that is HBO, okay. HBO Max, and Discovery Plus is ninety. The prior, million. so I the prior was everything Warner, I've said. So Warner yeah. Media had reported a combined seven seven seventy six point eight million HBO and HBX subscribers, and Discovery Plus had twenty four million. So what the breakdown is for HBO and HBO Max, I don't. I just. I look at and like there was like I think they saw an overlap of like maybe four million people. I'm like, well, that tells you how excited people are about having both of those things. <laughs> like, like I have I have no interest in like the discovery content at this point. Like, I'm not excited about that being a, in like, oh, we're gonna make we're gonna charge you now extra because it sounds to me like you like a studio like a studio thing is hey we have a picture that cost a hundred million and one that cost twenty million, but an accounting trick is we're gonna charge you eighty million for the twenty million pick. And right. we're just going to and that's my thing It's like, we're going to double your content and make you subscribe to a thing you didn't like, which sounds like the C word. So 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 before we get into this, because there's this one other element on uh, that came out of this earnings call. So Warren, Warner, also uh, Bryce, s- I was just saying it's not complicated enough. It's not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so Warner also said that once it's rolled out this combined platform, HBO Max and Discovery Plus, whatever it is. Warner may also launch a fast service, FAST, free ad-supported streaming TV. HBO Max has an ad-supported version, and 
uh, but it's not free. Uh, or it will have an ad-supported version, and it has a paid ad-free version. This potential nude service would not have all of the same programming as HBO Max or Discovery+, Plus, but there's also the mix of a free tier, which is why I think that the Peacock element is so major, because a lot of these fast services have a live element, and Peacock has got all of that. There's live and VOD and tiered content. And I just look at the way Peacock... I mean. Peacock doesn't have the branding abstract, doesn't have the conceptual problem with the branding. Correct. It's Peacock. Everything's under the one, WWE's under it, NASCAR's under it. It's all just under Peacock. To say, to to make a facsimile of that for Warner with HBO and Max and Discovery, that is confusing, but there is a template to do it by squishing all of the square pegs through the round holes. Uh, okay. Yeah. We have to move on, but place your bets right now. HBO Max, does it survive as a brand, as a name, or does it die? I think it sticks around. They've been pushing Max. Or, I think Max sticks around. That's my bet. Andrew? Andrew? I, I hope it sticks around because HBO is quality and Max has been delightful. If they, we get into some plus this, whatever, I'm going to be kind of frustrated and, and, and click in that unsubscribe thing I do with other you know, services that just, yeah. I won't name one service, but man, they've, they've spent, they've bought a lot of content, branded content, man, has it been garbage to the point that I have no problem getting two episodes in? I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to cancel you just so you know how unhappy. Yeah. I, 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 I hate to say it, but I, I, I think we lose the letters HBO. I, I, I can't imagine what? that discovery is going to sit there and let the name that has all of their content be HBO. That's, that sounds bonkers. Well, because re- yeah, still- regardless, HBO can exist as a mark in whatever this thing oh, is. Oh, no, no, no. As a I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, they're not going away. But but the thing, the brand, the name, uh, the oh, gotcha. you know, that stuff, I, I, I think that's going to change. But you know what will never change? What will never change, Brian? My love. Oh, uh, there we go. Power ballads. I'm blushing right now. <laughs> I'm blushing, everybody. Wow. For all of our bosses, all of our bosses who keep us loud, live, and independent over at patreon.com slash cord killers. Look, man, you get your own RSS feed. You get super secret access to the only time we speak honestly and earnestly Mm -hmm. to our real bosses. You're only honest. Nearly 1,000. I still have three-digit disease. Yeah, we still have Oh, it's awful. It's It's really bad this week. Really bad. It's it's flaring up. Oh, my goodness. I'll get you you want to get the RSS feed. You want to get early access to spoiler in time. You want, most importantly, to hear our innermost thoughts, which you get when you subscribe and become a patron over at patreon.com slash cordkillers. That's right. Thank you so much to everybody who subscribes there. Uh, well, it's time to talk about how we watch things in How to Watch. Clever title. Yeah, I got done that. So it's still quarterly earnings season. Paramount announced numbers for Paramount Plus at its earning call. It added 3.7 million subscribers last quarter to reach 43.3 million paid customers for Paramount Plus. That includes losing 1.2 million subscribers in Russia when it pulled out of the country. Overall, Paramount had 63.7 million subscribers across all of its streaming services, which was a gain of 1.7 million. If you do the math, that means that all of its other paid streaming services, it's Showtime, BET Plus, Noggin, uh, lost 2.4 million subscribers. 
still, with Peacock numbers being flat and Netflix Netflix numbers going down, HBO Max and Paramount Plus seem to be bucking a trend with a little bit of positivity. Revenue for Paramount Plus more than doubled uh, in the quarter. Paramount's fast service, Pluto TV, added 1.1 million viewers and rose revenue by 10%. But none of that necessarily means that streaming is profitable yet paramount plans to spend six billion dollars on content through 2024 and reach break even sometime after 2023 that is a a long time to be floating to be floating venture investment and to be doing so when it seems like we're about to have a contraction in the market certainly for recreational spending on streaming uh andrew have you subscribed to paramount plus you mean the fine network of such shows as Star Trek Strange New Worlds in 1883 and oh, I, uh, Lower Decks? And Lower Decks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love those shows. I'm at, uh, uh, tell me about 1883. I love Strange New Worlds in 1883 <laughs> and Lower Decks. 1883 is the Yellowstone spinoff, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, prequel. It's great. It's, it's great. It's really Tyler. They should call it like Star Trek and Tyler Sheridan. Uh, Taylor Sheridan. I will absolutely not deny that Paramount Plus has some incredible quality to it. Uh, Lower Decks is maybe, maybe like a second or third place favorite Star Trek thing ever. Mm -hmm. I will also admit that I personally watch on Tom's account. Because I can't be bothered to actually subscribe. <laughs> Bryce, is there anything you would like to confess? Well, I, I don't know about Tom's account, but I know Cord Killers has a business account. And Sorry, that's I, what I meant to say. Oh, you're on that account too. Yes, oh, interesting. I am. Uh, also, they don't seem to mind that like mm. many locations all over. <laughs> but but this is this is something for everyone. They have a little something for everyone, apparently. They have the CBS stuff, Comedy Central, Star Trek, the Smithsonian stuff. They've got BET stuff on there. There is a little bit of something for everyone. And I think it doesn't take very many shows for one person in a household to say, I would like to keep that on the budget. And if you have a wider a wider gamut, I would imagine, Andrew, I don't know if you feel like this, how many shows do you need to say, I want to keep paying for the service? How many do you need at any one time? If there's one show on at a time, or even I'll even go for a couple week gap, I'll do that. But some other network, like I just, I just felt like, man, the 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 worst fears that people said that they were gonna do, and I'm like, no, 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 they respect the brand because they know that I'll want to have it for a long time. And then I turned out that I was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> and who even knows? Stuff. Yeah. Uh, all of which yeah. is to say, mm. like, there are some real, real gems on Paramount, and uh, I, I hope it succeeds, but apparently, for me, it has not succeeded so well, because I don't begrudge other subscriptions I have, but I'm a little bit hesitant. Uh, I'll use the business account for this yeah. one. Have you have you watched Strange New Worlds? Uh, uh, no, but, but I am a, a believer based on everything I've heard. Everybody is raving mm. about it. Oh, okay. There we go. Except you right now. (laughs) I thought you would give him the hard sell. All right. Well, hey, uh, those are some of the things that how to watch. Some of the things that are how to watch. Well, let's find out what to watch in our under surveillance segment. It's all about location, location, location. Under surveillance. 
one more piece of news related to Warner Brothers Discovery. A sequel to Joker is on the schedule for October 4th, 2024. Joaquin Phoenix will return alongside Lady Gaga. Director Todd Phillips previously posted on Instagram that the name would be Joker Folie à deux, which literally translates to madness for two. It's rumored to have musical elements. Gaga is suspected to be playing Harley Quinn. How do we feel? Yeah, wait, uh, suspected? I thought it was fairly confirmed. Or are they being... That she, we don't know that she's playing Harley Quinn. We don't but know. She's oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, I loved Joker too much. It, he it, got Joker it's, 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 It is... I've never had a comic book supervillain movie make me feel as respected as I did watching Joker. It was quite good. I expect great things if they are going in the same vein with this franchise. Yeah. And And, Andrew. Yeah. I, yeah, they, they, Todd Phillips just knocked it out of the park with Joker. It just worked on so many levels. It was great. Uh, Lady Gaga, you know, we've seen her like a star is born. She did a great job. She was really good there. I think in the right role. Um, you know, I, I love Margot Robbie, but that voice, that Harley Quinn voice uh, just crawls on me. Like it's just, she's very good at doing fault. it. She's, she's very skilled at making a very high fidelity version of that voice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few other items here. So uh, uh, Disney will not be premiering She-Hulk on Wednesdays, after all. Instead, it will come out on Thursdays. Disney plans to debut Growing Up and Epic Adventures with Bertie Gregory on Thursday, September 8th, while the new Disney Plus ex- exclusive season of Dancing with the Stars will air on Mondays starting September 19th. Uh, a- Andrew, is is uh, is moving from Wednesdays to Thursdays and uh, I don't know. In, is that a credibility upgrade or downgrade, or how, how does that work? I think they just looked at the numbers and thought that where were they, where were they going to get the most traction? I don't know that we've talked about this personally. Of how into She Hulk attorney at law are you? Uh, I love the cast. the 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 writing seems fun. The CGI is terrifying. There's been a lot of hullabaloo about Marvel visual effects the past few weeks. I still haven't. I don't, I don't care. It's worth, yeah, there's been like, oh, is she too big? I don't care about big. I just like the lips yeah. don't match when I'm watching this. That's like, like I'm like, like this looks very. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I also think that there's an element of because this is pushing She-Hulk one day earlier in the week. I kind of have a feeling that. At some point, someone said, let's have all of our things come out on Fridays because that's when movies come out on Fridays. And then and then someone realized, well, everyone is working or everyone is not working on the weekend. So we won't get any Hollywood press after the movie comes out for two, three days. So I think that's why you started to see some of these shows, especially big name tentpole Marvel shows move from Fridays to Thursdays to Wednesdays so that we get two more days. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, this is the reverse. It's it's moving from Wednesday to Thursday. Oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ha-ha. Uh, 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 Ace Attorney oh. Brian Brushwood just got you. You got me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then, yeah, then I don't know why they did this. This uh, is to be honest, I, I I feel like Thursday is a prestige spot. And now keep in mind, this comes from somebody who... Deeply, deeply loved 
the original comic book in the 1990s. So uh, I, I just I just hope for the best from this. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful. That's all I can give. Mm. Well, uh, Amazon's hopeful that this will work. Amazon is going to be the exclusive home of Thursday night football this year instead of simulcasting with a broadcast network. That's why they hired longtime football host uh, and announcer Al Michaels to host the broadcast. Amazon will also now have the freedom to offer alternate commentaries. One alternate feed will be hosted by a sports comedy team called Dude Perfect. You ever heard of them? The group is known for their YouTube stunts like throwing a, ba- a baseball through the open window of a moving car. Dude Perfect will broadcast from their studios in Frisco, Texas, while doing challenges and stunts during the game. There will also be a Spanish-language stream as one of these alternate uh, streams. Amazon's Thursday night football schedule begins September 15th. I think this is really strong to say, hey, if you like football, the new viewing habit is Thursday. It's on Amazon Prime. It's so strong being able to say day of the week is owned by Amazon. Yeah, but I won't see it because I'll be watching She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. We're on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Pilot episode written by Jessica Gao, writer of Pickle Rick. Oh! <laughs> so, um, uh... The Dude Perfect thing, I I really want to celebrate their success. Uh, This is big for them. I'll be very curious whether or not um, their their very large, very uh, enthusiastic fan base Mm. will will be there for it. Because uh, part of the Dude Perfect formula, and I don't think I'm talking out of school here, appears to me to be uh, uh, try a hundred times show the three times you did it right and and so but if you're gonna do live stunts Mm -hmm. uh seems to me like with the you know let's in my imagination and 97 percent whoopsie doodle rate or whatever like i i i i I can't tell you any of their names (laughs) i can't tell you anything funny any of them have ever said okay uh i do know they've put a lot of things a very far away in a very precise place mm-hmm. to my amusement. Yeah. I have to imagine challenges and stunts will look a lot more like, you know, when you go to a baseball game in between innings, sometimes the mascot characters come out and just run the bases. Someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. And that's really all it needs to be. Cause you're right. Trick shots are very, they take a very long time to do. You got to get it. You got to nail it. And they do it a million times. But if it's, just a three-legged race between downs that's really the bar uh uh, uh, there's a cottage industry of uh, similar to the touring college market of uh halftime show folks who all they do is go around and do halftime shows so if if they're able to hit that bar or bring in those folks then yeah sure i I, i'm curious i think that's fine to experiment to take the format because watching stuff go from like youtube and whatever to mainstream it, you know i mean brian you've seen that like it sometimes you say a thing works sometimes it won't and sometimes it could just be like hey we, we want to capture an audience that might like this but i keep thinking about like you know i like i'm a big fan i'm gonna admit i'm not gonna lie of, of like mr beast hmm. and you know i just got done watching his latest video which was you know he gave away an island it's a 15 minute video complete with a pirate ship <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 15 minutes. Wow. They built a friggin' pirate ship for a three minute bit on there. They built they built a squid game set on a barge because 
Huh? And and that's the thing that you know, Brian, you found with with TV, the people. Oh, this is what TV needs to be. It's, it's got to be this. And they're like, cool. I'm going to go online and I'm going to do what I think people really want to see and how it fits my own format. And you found greater success there than most shows do on television. Uh, and, and, well, so, and, and as uh, our our uh, mutual friend Justin Robert Young uh, has said, the internet smells effort, and I have no doubt. Like, Dude Perfect is among the all-star top 10, top 20 at most uh, when it comes to putting in effort for over-the-top uh, uh, attempts at crazy things. Yeah. Uh, one last over-the-top piece of story. Days of Our Lives is moving from NBC to Peacock, the streaming service. The soap opera has been on the NBC daytime broadcast since 1965. Broadcast NBC will replace Days with NBC News Daily, which will also stream on NBC News Now and on Peacock. This will leave General Hospital, The Young and the Restless, and The Bold and the Beautiful as the last remaining broadcast soap operas. But Tom from the TARDIS has given us an an interesting question is what if the over the air channels, the ones that you can pick up, you know, uh, from the broadcasters or on say like a a leaf device, uh, maybe those just simulcast whatever the free news stream that these broadcasters make a la an NBC news now where they're going to run ads on it anyway, throw it on OTA, who cares? And then, then you get to repurpose these soap operas as, oh, and now soap operas are on Peacock. Soap operas are on Paramount Plus or wherever. Uh, how do you feel? How would y'all feel about that? Is that is that too exploitative? Is that too is 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 that taking away something? Uh, I'll let Andrew go first. I in theory, yeah, everything's fine there. As you break down production by production, you know, you get into the different, there's a different deal for streaming than there is for broadcast mm-hmm. streaming. And so that's going to be like, oh, we have the show. Like, okay, well, if we want to do the broadcast version, put it over the air, then we got to pay X amount there. And it, it does make things complicated. But for things that have traction audience, then I think that could happen. But I would say that it will be handled on a show by show basis. And mm-hmm. I can't see a network just saying, oh, we're going to be able to, we're going to, we're going to, because it like, they might have the broadcast. They may have the streaming rights for a movie, but not the over there broadcast rights for a movie. I'll I'll be curious. Uh, uh, it, the whole reason they're called soap operas is because they occupied the space that was not very popular, but had a literally captive audience in the form of of housewives and mothers who were, you know, doing the laundry and needed something on the TV. Mm. Uh, and and uh, that's they literally advertise soap. That's why they're called soaps and so on. Uh, it occurs to me that there's a lot of other captive audiences who are not overly concerned with the details, but more like more story, go, 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 go. Go. Uh, so in many ways, it seems like podcasts have superseded a lot of that soap opera market mm. on the on on the low end. On the high end, it seems like, of all things, pro wrestling has superseded soap, soap opera. Or reality TV, docu, docudramas, yeah. any number of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So it makes me wonder, like, what if. We'll see where it, what what happens, but these are good brands. And what if General Hospital became a ninety minute daily podcast or something? Or what if I, I, like, there's I, I, there's a lot of new 
It's been on the air since 1965, and it's still on the... Well, now it's not on the air, but, I mean, it's been TV for a long time. I'm sure these stories can find some other place. Well, speaking of stories, it's time for Eyes On, what you've been watching lately, and maybe something uh, that uh, you've had your eyes on. Andrew, we'll start with you. What's something you've been watching lately? I I had... I've been vocal, not here, but elsewhere on other shows that I appear on, such as Weird Things, um, about... There was a lot that I loved. Like, I'm a big fan of Michael Crichton, and I love the original movie Westworld. And then when they made the HBO version, there was a lot I liked about the show. Then there's a lot that, in trying to do things episode by episode, one episode every week or whatever, you start thinking about some theories, and then you go down some other direction. And it can be hard to sort of appreciate where they were trying to go. And I was probably a bit more critical of the show. I was, I know I was more critical of Westworld. And I started to watch season four, and then I started, I was like two episodes in, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch the show from the beginning. Now that I have a clear idea of what the show is and not about, like, you know, what the, it's not, if, if there is some other thing going on in the outer world, it's not being addressed in the early seasons, et cetera. And so I went through and I watched season one, and then I just finished season two last night, and I started on season three, just watching them again. And I have to mm-hmm. say, I appreciate the show much more now much 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 more and because i i once i sort of got onto this is this is the level they want to do it i think they're doing that level really well i really began to appreciate it more this is one of the theories like westworld was the show that caused us to construct the the theory that just binging any show gives it a leg up overall anything else in in Mm -hmm. terms of your experience of quality or whatever and uh I strongly suspect that from the beginning, the intention was, hey, if you're going to absolutely commit to seven seasons or whatever, we're going to deliver a 300-hour movie that will be amazing. I, I don't think that. You, really? I I mean, no. No. I mean, no, and, I, and again, I, I'm only, only my theory, and I don't mean to be combative, like, wrong, Brian. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. I, 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 I want to be challenged on this because I, I season. Just, Season one and two feel very cohesive. Watching them back to back, season one and two feel very cohesive. There are some changes in the world building. I can spot point out things like this was different in season one. Now they've added this because they know that they needed this thing here to get to here. And then season three was this a big departure. Like season three mm-hmm. was like this is. It felt like that was, and I still feel that like yeah, like you watch the opening of season three, like well, what was really about, or what we're gonna do here, and we're gonna do here. I felt like season one and two felt cohesive. Season three, not so much for me. Mm, interesting. I, I would like to go back because I'm enjoying Westworld season four right now. And I'd like to go back through season one and season uh, the, all the previous seasons uh, just to see. Because, yeah, that I, I have fun watching Westworld episodes a second time now. I f- feel like that that would be it. I want a prequel cool series East of World. the early days of building the park. Oh, no, my just gosh. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, which um, you could just do a spoiler alert. Uh, anyone who has seen season one can imagine why that would make sense, <laughs> and who would play various characters and so on. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about you, Bryce? What are you watching? Uh, over the weekend, I rewatched uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, it was on Netflix. I just threw it on, and boy, is that a is that a good is that a good movie? So I, I, when I watched it, I loved it. And I didn't know whether or not I loved it because I loved the original or because it was just a good standalone movie. 
I, I had a, a short conversation with someone over the weekend about that. And I, they, they made the argument that you don't really need all of the things that connect that movie to the first one. All of those characters could just be led to really anybody else and it would be the same story, uh, which I think is valid. Uh, Andrew, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I am, you cut me and I bleed Blade Runner. I am such a hardcore Blade Runner fan. Like I've, I've, read every watched every version read everything i can on it i just growing up obsessed with it uh, the sid mead style of illustrations and stuff all of this stuff i just love um but yes to your point blade runner 2049 is best when it's its own movie k is a really interesting character and i love harrison ford i love i i'd like to have seen the harrison ford sequel that was his story mm-hmm. but i get k's story and k's journey and then then harrison ford shows up and i'm like man i I don't need that here. You know, I want, I want, I want Harrison Ford and Edward James almost in their own movie, which I would love because the idea that they became this, like, why did, you know, we got along. Why? Cause we both hate like to be alone. You know, it was like these little, just wonderful little moments, but I'm like, man, when those worlds collide, I'm like, no, I want, I want, I want the K story. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what about you? Is it something you had your eyes on? Dude? Uh, I don't know why this got into me, but I, did the trick of luring my nine-year-old daughter, Calliope, uh, into the room saying, hey, um, I think you'll like this. And I started playing Richard Linklater's and Jack Black's uh, School of Rock. My goodness, is, does that movie hold up? It is our, it is my, it is Callie's generation's Bad News Bears. It's kids her age being naughty, Mm-hmm. To sneaking out of school to do, go be rock stars. It it deconstructs uh, the rock star ethos uh, into a, a, basically a video game. It, it's rock band made live. Uh, also, I it's hard for me to remember a time when Jack Black was not an international superstar, but this is the movie that made that introduced him and his tenacious d energy to the world it holds up so so good it's it's a a, that that's a great movie i've seen it a couple of times it's a classic andrew have you seen school of rock oh it's no heat vision and jack it's yeah it's it's, jack black's one of people's funny because you look at his imdb he has been there forever. Just, you know, like you like one of those videos of like you see somebody walk using camouflage pop out and you're like, wow, they were there all the whole time. Yes. Jack Black has been in front of us the whole time. And uh, then we realized what specifically Jack Black was in the 1982 TV commercial for the Activision video game on the Atari Pitfall. It opens with him as a child describing his adventures running around the jungle as Pitfall Harry. Uh, he has been there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So, yeah, I love it. It's great. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite lines about <laughs> you know, touching. I'll leave it there. I'm oh, oh my gosh. Get, when he's doing parents night and he tries yeah. to get through it by talking about how, you know, all the children have touched him and he really feels like he's yeah. touched the children. I, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I know your children have touched me and I'd like to think I've touched your children. <laughs> Oh my God! My nine-year-old, oh. my oh. nine-year-old daughter just was cackling the entire time. Oh my God, did she love it? Uh, anyway, uh, Bryce, uh, what are we on the lookout for? Uh, we got a short one for you. Uh, it, you've probably heard a lot about it, but uh, if the on the lookout is the new 
feature film Prey, uh, directed by our friend Dan Trachtenberg. Spoiler alert. Uh, this movie is awesome. I don't, I, we're going to talk about it in spoiler in time. And, uh, all I am going to do is gush about how great this movie is. So just letting you know, it is streaming now on Hulu. It is a feature like film. It is really, really good. It is a prequel to predator. It certainly takes place early. Uh, but there it's, is it's a predator in the movie. There's a predator. And, yeah. uh, I don't even know that that, that's the best part of the movie. It's not. <laughs> like, it's, it's just a good movie that happens to have it, a predator in it. The star, Amber Midthunder, I don't know if you watched Legion, but she was in that. She was great in that. So it's just yeah. neat to see her. Who is she in Legion? Remember the twin? Remember she oh, was the... Oh, the, oh got the, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I believe... Uh, yeah, well, uh, in any case, it... It is a fantastic film. We'll talk about it more in spoiler in time. So check out that. But uh, that's streaming now on Hulu. If you've got something we should be able to look out for, email it to us at cordkillers at gmail.com. Now, Brian. Yeah, dude. Important update. Uh-oh. Way more important. I don't know. I don't know what Tom's doing over in Gallifrey. I do know this much. I do know that our friends over at Doghouse Systems provided us with all the hardware that makes this show possible. That's right. And even better, I know that right now, if you go to gimme.scamstuff.com, you can sign up because we are giving away a $4,000 plus gaming PC that I myself helped build and signed. It is the biggest, it is, this giveaway is so big, we for the first time ever have attracted scammers (laughs) (laughs) who are trying to deceive our audience. Uh, uh, Sign up, we're going to give it away probably uh, uh, mid-August, but oh my goodness, it's, this is a big one. This is a big deal. How much are you selling this for? No, this is a giveaway. How much are you selling this? Zero, zero, zero. Right, I hear you, but how much is it? Really, you're selling this for? Well, well, uh, 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 the scammers will claim that they need money for shipping, but we're not going to do that. We're actually going to pay what? out of pocket for the shipping. Oh, so if anybody it's asks not be like you, five thousand dollars in shipping? No, no, no. It's zero. That's how they get you the free giveaway, but it costs five thousand dollars to ship. Sign up at giving.scamstuff.com. That's all that matters. There we go. All right. Well, let's find out uh, the 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 front lines. <laughs> Name of the segment. <laughs> Smooth man. It's, it's like Tom's here. It's like he hasn't gone anywhere. Sling TV lost fifty-five thousand subscribers in quarter two. That's a smaller drop than the three hundred and thirty two hundred and thirty-four thousand that it lost in quarter one. But this is the third straight quarter of declines. Sling now has a total of two point one nine seven million subscribers. Sling sits behind YouTube TV's five million and Hulu Live TV's four point three million. We were talking about the. the 20 million, 90 million with the Warner stuff. Sling is roughing it with less than 2.2. They're, they're bleeding out and um, Sling's potency in the, uh, uh, number one, they were a first mover, which was good. Number two, they got a lot of sports licenses. They were a way to get ESPN uh, over the top. Yeah. Uh, but now there's so many other ways and you could just like, just kind of move that into your already existing Hulu or YouTube account or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, what, what, what's your outlook? 
I'm sorry. I was going to give me scam stuff. To get a payment PC. You know what? That was the right. Uh, that was a test and you passed because meanwhile, okay. the Roku channel continues to add options for you to subscribe to add ons. The latest is Paramount Plus. You could subscribe to the Paramount Plus at Sported Gear for $4.99 or ad free at $9.99. The Roku channel offers over uh, uh, 50 add ons and recently struck a deal to include some local NBC news streams. Um, I had a moment where um, Bonnie's parents, who have Tally with them, mm. uh, for an overnight, they asked ask us, like, uh, 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 just pick a movie that we know that she'll want to share with us. Oh. And and I, I went to justwatch.com, and uh, I looked at, at all of the various places, mm -hmm. and I was like, I know they have a Roku. And so I said, mm. Roku channel, ad-supported, ad very simple. Uh, I, I, I think they're crushing it. Yeah. And this, this, this add-on thing is just, it's going to happen more. I mean, I am assuming that that's what this Warner Brother Discovery thing is going to be. It will be one thing and the plug-in modules of tears. I don't know. Fox reached an agreement for carriage for many of its channels on Verizon's Fios TV service, including Tubi, which is a free ad-supported tier. Tubi will be available on Verizon's Fios TV set-top boxes. This is, I think, I think this is not super big for Fios, but I think this is big for Tubi. I think free, free is so big to so many people that now you can say, Oh, the Tubi thing you watch. Hey, that's on the that's on the downstairs TV. We get that on the Verizon box. You want to watch Tubi together? And so we're starting to see the next steps of this habit of getting people into the Tubi brand. I feel like that. Uh, well, and, and not only that, but the universal acceptance among cable providers of inviting those over the top services. Uh, I I think we're this is a win for that. Uh, AMC Networks announced it that its streaming subscribers rose 46% last quarter to reach uh, 10.8 million. Uh, the company said that it's on track to reach its goal of 20 million to 25 million streaming subscribers by 2025. Revenue also went up 20%. AMC, they run uh, AMC Plus, Acorn TV, uh, <sighs> Shutter, Sundance Now. Uh, ALLBLK and all black. H. I, I don't know how to say any of these, Bryce. Yeah, all black I, and high I, I, dive. I shouldn't have <laughs> taken this one. These numbers uh, will go have to go down when Better Call Saul is done in a few weeks, right? I mean, I can't. Uh, I don't know what else is on AMC TV or Acorn TV or Shut. I guess Shutter I've heard of. Oh, oh but uh, but what? like uh, 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 Saul, I in my mind is booing that ten point eight number. Uh. Two thoughts. One, Shudder are uh, folks who have nowhere else to go. For if, horror movies. If, if you love horror and, and just give me the scaries, then there's nowhere else but Shudder. Um, AMC, I, I will never bet against them. They know how to surprise. They somehow took the most unmakeable into a long-running franchise television show, The Walking Dead, and pulled it off. It's like, I, I, I personally am not worried about when Saul ends. Andrew, is AMC going to go up or down when Saul ends? I think they're going to plan for something else to come in place. I mean, look at, look at the Walking Dead franchise came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. And that's one of the biggest franchises in the world. 
And then you look at Paramount Plus, Finding Taylor Sheridan. I think we're going to enter the age of sort of the super producer kind of thing. So I think they'll, I think it, I think uh, it may go up because they'll buy some of the content. Uh, I, I think I quit AMC for like 20 minutes and then Ash versus Evil Dead ca- came out or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 look, I, Wait, and that, no, or that might, I thought that was Stars or Showtime. Anyway. Yep. You're probably right. All I know is it was done, <laughs> bundled through Amazon because they make it real easy mm. to say you can pay money or you can not pay money and watch it right now. Psych, you're paying money. Oops. Uh, some final notes here. FX will launch the fourth and final season of Atlanta on September 15th with two of the 10 episode season premiering at once. HBO will release the second season of The White Lotus in October. Looking forward to that. When a fan on Twitter asked James Gunn if Peacemaker season two was safe from the HBO Max axe, Gunn replied, yes, guys, calm down. Paramount Plus released a channel. Calm, calm down, John Cena. <laughs> When you can't see his face for how panicked it is. Paramount Plus released a trailer for the final season of The Good Fight coming September 8th. It was the first original series for CBS All Access. Mohamed Diab posted a TikTok video of himself and Jason Isaac in Egypt, implying that there is a season two of Moon Moon Knight being shot. I would watch Moon Shoot. And finally, Outlander will have a prequel series on stars about Jamie's parents called Outlander, Blood of My Blood. Can I confess something blood. weird? Um, my blood I, has no blood. I, I, uh, we've talked about it. We all collectively did not love Moon Knight, but I think I really like. I haven't liked, finished it, so I'm not entitled to an opinion. Uh, well, I, I, but I, but, but now that it's over and it's in the past, I think I would really like to go back and try again. Like maybe there's a good story in there. Maybe, maybe. We don't need or an or I would be cool with a Marvel story that is not an origin story, please. Also, is it isn't his name Oscar Isaac? What did I say? You well, it, what what is written? Oh, Jason, I, yeah, Jason Isaac can't yeah. possibly be correct. It's got to be Oscar Isaac. <laughs> well, okay. Look, he's Excited out filing, fighting Daleks <laughs> he's right now. Filing the permits to he's, fight the he's, Daleks. He's he's in the middle of of, of 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 helping to rebuild a Cyberman to take on a, 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 a Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Well, let's see if Margaret Thatcher wrote us any letters and dispatches from the front. <laughs> okay. See, I can do segues like Tom too. Oh, it's good. <laughs> I don't even know why he's on the show. (laughs) We've got a letter here from Michael from Texas who writes, I have a long kind of wished for TV to be like an RSS feed. Subscribe to the shows you want and they all get collated into a single place or feed. I know Apple TV, you can kind of do something like this, but all of the apps don't expose the deep linking and allow for that to happen. Netflix is is a very common one. So it's easy to forget things. The one bill conundrum is something I prefer not to have. I have occasionally run into a situation where my one bill on, oh, and I can't read the name of the website that is, and it certainly doesn't say Patreon, has concealed that, whoops, I didn't unsubscribe from that thing that I thought I unsubscribed from months ago. Yikes! So I prefer seeing the individual fees show up on my credit card for Paramount+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, YouTube Premium, and I pay that one bill, but that's just me, Michael from Texas. I feel the same way, Mike. Uh, 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 Amazon is very, very good about this. They make it very easy for you to see what am I subscribed to, mm-hmm. uncheck, 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 et cetera, right? Uh, Does hi- it show up as on your on your transactions, though? Does it all just say Amazon Prime Video, or do you get Sundance and the stars as separate line items? I Because Apple does that. Uh, Apple's always, it just says Apple 
Apple.com, Apple.com, Apple.com. And I hate it because I wish I knew what it was charging me for. Uh, so so uh, 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 to my theory, oh. uh, Amazon already, like if you go to the tab, it's easy to unsubscribe and uncheck things. I suspect that Apple is really interested in building a reputa reputation of putting the customer first. I mean, so much to the point that they they destroyed Facebook. Meta is having trouble specifically because Apple just said, hey, we're going to add a feature. It's just going to ask everyone, hey, do you want them to track everything? And you're going to say yes or no. And uh, uh, Among uh, other reasons, yes. Uh, uh, Co so correct, but my my my, yeah. my point is is uh, if that has worked well for Apple, then Apple TV Plus I think might be very interested in just once a month saying, "Hey, reminder, these are the things you're paying for." I mean, they because you can well, but then you they, can already subscribe for channel packages and content packages through Apple TV. Uh, so there is there is that. I mean, you're right. Apple has a similar thing to Amazon. For those those smaller streamers, well, yes, and now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm remembering the year and a half that I continued to pay for two HBO accounts. Yeah. So whatever they have right now is not very good. But I would like <laughs> to think, yeah, uh huh, that they would make moves <laughs> to make it as easy as it is on Amazon to unsubscribe to things. All right. Well, do you want to take this letter from uh, Amar? Uh, yeah. Uh, Amar uh, wrote in, this is a subject we haven't talked about in a bit, uh, uh, basically about uh, just being overwhelmed by choice uh, and... Uh, um, choice it, and too many things to watch? It, yeah, correct. As a matter of fact, that's literally the problem that uh, Bonnie's parents had last night when they took Cali, as they said, recommend one movie that we can say yes, no on. Uh, and uh, Omar writes in saying, I had an idea of something that could fix, fix this, make it work like TikTok. Uh, uh, basically, it goes on to explain how TikTok works. And uh, it's something we haven't talked about in a minute, but have, has TikTok made us more comfortable with the idea of our, our devices watching us as we watch our devices? Because... I would have been severely against that seven years ago, but now uh -huh. I might be on board if it would spare me the agony of having to figure out what to watch. I guess that presupposes that we already know that they do that and we already accept that with TikTok, where I wouldn't say that the reason my, I like my TikTok feed is because it looks at me through my front-facing camera, I think it's good that it knows what I do on the app and what types of things but, I respond to. I, I, I believe it's known, and Andrew probably knows more about this than I do, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I believe it's at, at the very least timing how long you pay attention to a thing before you're right. nexting and so on. But that's not. But I guess my question is, are we talking about a camera that's looking at me, or are we talking about looking at my data when I touch the device? I... Cause I, cause what, cause I, I, I'm down for, give me a curated feed, look at what I like the best and I'll swipe and control it, but I'm not going to put cameras in my house for them to do that. But okay. So, I, particularly okay. a company controlled by the CCP. There's a, there are 
yeah, there are international but, politics yes, it, involved it, too. It, yeah. It's it's an open ended question. But <laughs> let's say, for example, yeah. it, it, it's some company that you do trust, right? Mm-hmm. And you know for a fact that you will receive statistically, let's say, thirty percent greater satisfaction if you enable a webcam watching your eye dilation and movements and all that stuff. Like, like, I mean, if that's the proposition, then yes, because that is that transaction makes sense. But that assumes that a company I would trust would want to do this type of program, that they would bother to figure out how to do it with webcams versus looking at what you watch, what you click on, what you stop and pause on. You know, I, 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 I'm to me, it's existential like that. Well, in, in, I have no doubt that it would give me more of what I want. But would I'm it, so. Would it actually, though? That's my question: Is is that going to make your content better? Is are you going to get better recommendation because it saw? Oh, your eyes dilated a little, a little less there. Well, uh, 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 it, you know, it's 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 the Reddit question that I always have, where it's like, mm-hmm. do I do I want Reddit to give me a curated feed? Do I want Google News to give me a curated feed? Because because you're making the argument here that you do. Well, want that. But I'm terrified of becoming bubbled, of becoming trapped in my own echo chamber. Andrew, is this something you worry about, or I've I've already like I don't I'm not on Facebook, you know. It's like in, in TikTok, I open up that first time. I'm like, wow, this is I get why this is addictive, and I don't want this, and so I'm not a part of it. So. I've already decided that, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, some weirdo sitting on an island here going, what's that party over there? (laughs) Yeah, I. I, I, What do you think, Brian? I mean, would you would you like your phone to look at your eyes while you're watching TikTok? uh, If it may, if let's say we agreed that it did make the algorithm better, quicker for you, would you let it look at your face? Would you let it respond to your reactions? I suppose. Phrased differently, the question is, uh-huh. would, your, would you like your phone to show you who you really are? And I think my answer is no. Uh, uh, okay. And may, maybe this is because I'm a content creator. I'm more concerned about pleasing other people um, and, and willing to give up actually enjoying things. As anybody will testify who's listened to this show. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's my, hey, why don't you email us your, uh, your answer viewer yeah, or listener court killers at gmail.com. Yeah. Let, let us know. I, I, I have a weird relationship with that. <laughs> I, am, I don't know. Well, you know who we don't have a real weird relationship with is our guest, Andrew Maine. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew. Yeah. Tell dude, people where they can we find more. We were really, stuff. really worried that it would be a weird relationship. <laughs> and that, and, and, uh, Nothing anyway. weird about this at all. <laughs> no, this is all. Tell people where they can find more about all the stuff you're up to. So, andrewmain.com and my Twitter account is at andrewmain, M A Y N E. I like go follow him. Uh, Andrew's always posting yeah. great stuff about being a writer, doing AI stuff, coding, all sorts of great stuff. Oh, just say follow me. Tell me you followed me. I'll follow you back. Ooh, ooh, nice. Follow for follow. 
uh, in the meantime, while he's off fighting in a distant time and space, uh, 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 a long way, I'm not jealous, you're jealous. Uh, it doesn't matter. Tom Merritt's going to be back next week. Thank you so much, Bryce Castillo, That's right. for Thank doing you, Brian, your Brian. very best impression of Tom. <laughs> well, I just I needed about eight hats. That would have really solved it. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash nightattack, which is carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll kill your cords next time. Got him. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra- they're, they're scratching our itch. Like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're, we're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>